So we recorded the entire episode that you're about to hear prior to the news of Angus Cloud's passing, but we just found out about that and feel like we needed to come on here just to acknowledge how devastating this is. And I think that we are in the same amount of shock that I'm sure all of you are. This is, I mean, I don't really have words for this. It's so incredibly upsetting and just so, so tragic. So around 5.30 Eastern time on Monday night, TMZ reported that Angus Cloud had passed away 25 years old. His family told TMZ, quote, it is with the heaviest heart that we had to say goodbye to an incredible human today. As an artist, a friend, a brother, and a son, Angus is special to all of us in so many ways. Last week, he buried his father and intensely struggled with this loss. The only comfort we have is knowing Angus is now reunited with his dad, who is his best friend. Angus was open about his battle with mental health, and we hope that his passing can be a reminder to others that they are not alone and should not fight this on their own in silence. We hope the world remembers him for his humor, laughter, and love for everyone. We ask for privacy at this time as we are still processing this devastating loss. And then about an hour later, around 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Monday, TMZ gave an update that the Oakland Police Department and Fire Department responded to a 911 call made around 11.30 a.m. Pacific time on Monday morning by Angus's mother. She reported a possible overdose and said that he did not have a pulse, and he was then eventually pronounced dead on the scene. And then a source close to the family told TMZ that Angus had been battling severe suicidal thoughts after getting back from Ireland, which is where they laid his father to rest. And TMZ was told that he was staying with his family as he tried to work through overcoming the grief. Ugh. This is just, I like, could you imagine his mom? I just cannot stop thinking about her. No, I, I, I really, I, I can't. It's just so sad to know that he was hurting so deeply and was in so much pain. And as his family said, you know, they hope his passing can be a reminder to others that they're not alone and they shouldn't fight this alone in silence, which I do think is such a necessary reminder and something that can't be said enough. And it's, you know, also to know that, he was of course struggling with the loss of his dad. And I I do think it's also a reminder of just how overpowering and intense of an emotion grief can be. I I really don't have words for this one. I just, I, I am just so sorry for him and for his family and for everyone that loved him. What a loss. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify Eye Drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode, hey Jewel. Hi Em. (laughs) How are you doing over there? I just felt like a 13-year-old boy at a bar mitzvah with that voice crack. Um, Okay, I'm definitely sick, and I will acknowledge that so I don't have to spend the entire episode overly conscious about the way that my voice sounds, which I do apologize for. But I think that what is happening is that um, my body is recovering from everything that it went through this week, and I, I think I just went into overdrive. No, I honestly think that is exactly what happened because obviously both Drake and Beyonce were fucking unbelievable but it was a lot like it was a physically draining experience i saw you i saw the range of emotions that you went through both of those nights and i really think it's as simple as it just it just took a lot out of you you're a little run down yeah that's exactly what it is i mean by the way also i am like an in bed asleep by 10 30 kind of girl these days so like to have two late night concerts and then also no exaggeration to get back into my bed at probably 1 or 2 a.m. both nights and then be laying there awake for two hours after literally smiling to myself was like my body just my body is telling me it needs a little bit of a break. But like it is so grateful for, for what we had this week. No, I mean, the gratitude is just overwhelming, which just a moment of context on last episode, which was the Kardashians finale recap, we had recorded it on Thursday, the day after we saw Drake. And I said to Julie early on in the episode, I was like, listen, we're not going to get into a whole conversation about the Drake concert, but I just know us. And I know there's no way we will be able to get through this episode unless we spend like 
just a minute or two talking about that experience because we had all this energy inside of us. And that was on Thursday. That was pre-Beyonce. So we're recording this on Monday post-Beyonce. Like, we got to spend a few minutes. And I honestly don't know from a listener experience, like if it's entirely unenjoyable to hear kind of a concert recap, which if so, please feel free to fast forward. I know a lot of people were DMing asking for it, but like, if that's not your thing, I know this is not what you come here for. I just know we will not be able to talk about Ariana Grande and the rest of the stories unless we get out this energy. Because even the entire day today, we were just reeling. I mean, you and I met early in the morning just to get a little bit of a walk in together. And I think honestly, just so that we could recap together what we were feeling. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, I know it sounds dramatic. And I said to you at Beyonce, like there was one point where you looked at me. First of all, by the way, I wish you could see yourself watching because your mouth was like a gape the whole time. Like it was honestly hysterical, like a little kid. Like, but I turned to you at one point and I was like, you get it in a way you never got it before. And you were like, yes. Well, in the middle of the concert when Julie turned to me and was like, so you get it now, which not that I didn't get it before, but I really got it last night. She then said, you get why I sometimes get a little weird about it on the podcast. And I was like, yes, because there have been multiple times where she'll start talking about Beyonce. And it's so passionate that we end up cutting it because she's like, this is just weird that I'm talking this intensely about someone that I literally do not know. And I got it last night. It, it, It was, you know, I honestly never felt more seen than when I was watching Oprah's video today because she was also at the concert last night. And you could tell she was having a genuine inability to communicate just how unbelievable it was. And this is Oprah who has been to everything. And she was like, that was hands down the most incredible experience of my life. And so for her to not even be able to fully articulate just what she was feeling was so settling because that was us the entire day. We couldn't get our words out of just... The way, forget about the fact that it was like vibrating through our entire bodies, just the emotional, the spiritual, like I, I, I wasn't ready. I, nothing could have prepared me for the journey that I feel we went on last night. And honestly, I'm not going to lie to you, the journey that I still feel we're on, like it's almost 24 hours after the fact. And I almost feel similarly to how I felt last night. It's not even like the post-concert come down has hit me yet because I'm still just flying. You cannot imagine how happy I am hearing you speak about it in this way like I knew watching you last night that that was the reaction you were having the way that I felt last night the way that I'm feeling now like the only way that I can sum it up is like I said to you today when we were talking about it like there was not one point during the concert where I wasn't so fully aware that that was Beyonce you know what I mean like that was Beyonce standing on a stage in front of us and I just think that (laughs) Oh my God. I literally, I like don't know how to speak about it. Like when you say, you know, sometimes like I speak so passionately about it that it like comes off as a little weird. It's just this full realization that even when Beyonce is doing the most minor thing that we're reporting on, it is this understanding that like we are reporting on Beyonce and living in the same time that she's living, which is just such an unbelievable gift because she is a once in a lifetime talent. And last night I was watching her and I was like, I have always felt that way so deeply. And as I'm standing here in this concert, in this fucking stadium with 80,000 other people, I am like, everybody here gets that. Like everybody here is experiencing that in like the fullest capacity they could experience it in. Yeah, I mean, that was a huge piece of it, the crowd element, which obviously is not necessarily Beyonce specific. Anytime you are surrounded by a group of people that feel that passionately about the artists that they love so much, there's this feeling of camaraderie and just excitement where you feel like for this moment in time, for these three hours, you are all one. And it's specifically when it's a stadium tour and there's, like you said, 80,000 people, it is just, I'm going to use the word surreal, which I really dislike, but that really is kind of the word that comes to my mind. I I kept looking around last night feeling as though this was a little bit of a surreal experience. I hadn't, forget about what I was anticipating because I don't even know what I was anticipating, but I just, I didn't even know that I was someone that would feel like this at any concert. Like I just didn't know that that's an emotion that I personally would experience. And I did and I got it. And it's so fun to get it. It's so fucking fun to get it. It just, yeah, it was, it, it truly, truly felt like once in a lifetime. It really, I mean, and Isabel too, like I just, to be able to experience that with both of you guys. And I said that about Drake too. It was like, to be able to be at a concert of an artist that I love with my two best friends is like an experience in and of itself. To be at Beyonce with my two best friends, knowing like 
how special that is. And like, it is impossible to put that into words. I feel it, Julie. I so feel it. I mean, the first thing we did when we got home last night is Googling other locations of like, all right, fuck it. Are we going to Houston? And like, by the way, the answer is yes. Like, I can't not, I can't know both of them. It's not, I mean, obviously Beyonce in a, in a league of her own, but Drake as well. Like when, when we walked out of there, I was like, there's no way this is the last time I'm seeing this. I just can't. When he's going to look at us and say, you're asking the fucking questions tonight during Rich Flex. I need to hear that again. Which by the way, I, I actually want to say, of course, both incredible. And if you're choosing, yes, the answer is obviously Beyonce. If I could only choose to see one again, it, it would be Beyonce. However, the post-Drake experience was different in that while I am absolutely in awe of Beyonce, I'm not sexually attracted to her. So the feeling of being at the Drake show and feeling like I was being seduced for three hours was different and, and like in the best way possible. But it definitely elicited a different type of a feeling. Beyonce was like, this is the church that I pray to. Drake was like, <laughs> I'm doing anything you, you ask. So something that's funny is that like, there was something about being at Drake where I was actually able to like, I don't want to say enjoy it more because that's definitely not what I mean, but it was like, I was able to I react to the music more. Like we were fucking singing and dancing our hearts out. Like, we were having the best fucking time. The difference between that and Beyonce, which is something that I said to you this morning, like a realization that I had is like, I would be listening to Beyonce singing to us and it would be like 40 seconds into the song before I even was able to sing because every single time a song started, I was just standing there in awe. Like I was, the woman was too stunned to speak. That's how I felt every single time. So it would be like 40 seconds into a song. It's like, oh my God, wait, like I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I want to sing along to this. You know what I mean? Like it was the realization every single time, every single song where I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I like, I want to sing this. Yes. That's what I was saying to you. And I turned to you. I was like, what is happening that I was having this delayed reaction? And I realized after the fact, it was that for the first minimally 45 seconds of every song with Beyonce, I was in total awe that I was in her presence while she was singing it to us. Whereas with Drake, I, it was fucking unbelievable, but I didn't need that processing time. It's like, he starts the motto. I'm right there. You know, like it, it, it really was, we were on a little bit of a delay with Beyonce. I just think that it needs to be acknowledged. I think I've always had the understanding of the performer that she is and how much work goes into these shows. But it's like, when I think about now what she is doing every single night for three hours it's like, how? How does she have the stamina? How does her voice? It, I, my voice is gone from screaming at two concerts. She's doing this every fucking night and dancing in a way that like, oh my God. And we haven't even spoken about Blue yet. <gasps> no, 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 no. Guys. Okay. So I think a good way to describe it is this morning I was on the phone with my friend who is by no means a pop culture buff. Like he's, his knowledge is certainly limited. And he, of course, saw us freaking out about Blue on the comment story, on photos that we were sending to our group chat. And he was like, I don't, I don't really get it. Like, why is everyone so freaking out about Blue Ivy on stage? And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to put it in terms that appeal to you. Imagine you are watching Tom Brady play and his son is now of age to play. He's good enough to be in the NFL. And Tom Brady throws the game-winning pass to his son who scores the touchdown. I was like, that is an experience that as a diehard Tom Brady fan, you would fucking lose it over because here's his son, the next generation continuing his legacy. And you are getting to watch that in real time. And you are so aware of the fact that you are witnessing history. And I was like, that is how it felt. And once I said that, he was like, oh, I was like, yes. In addition to the fact, aside from that, no matter what, it would be cool. She also at 11 years old commands, forget about the room, commanded that entire stadium with such this stage presence and energy. And it was captivating. I mean, it was, I, I really felt like I was witnessing history. I mean, but that's also the thing with Blue is that like, not even from the time she was born, from literally before she was born, since Beyonce showcased her stomach after singing Love on Top at the VMAs, like you have been so aware of the icon that Blue Ivy is. And being in New York, by the way, like I remember Blue Ivy being born at Lenox Hill Hospital. Like I fucking remember that day, weirdly enough. That was such a day in pop culture. And so to have kind of followed Blue Ivy on this journey of growing up and now to see her on that stage with Beyonce looking like the most amount of pride you could possibly have. But also it's this moment of camaraderie also for the audience where 
she doesn't come out every single night, most nights, but not every single night. And so it's kind of a surprise for her to come out and perform. It's become this thing where everybody goes fucking crazy. It was such a moment. It was such a moment. I don't have words unless you are there to be able to really see it, to do it justice, because it was one of the most fun, emotional things I have ever seen at a concert. Emotional is really the word for it. And I know crying at concerts is like a thing that happens to a lot of people. It can be a very emotional experience. I had just never felt that way. The only time I ever cried at a concert was James Taylor singing Up on the Roof because James Taylor is my favorite and Up on the Roof was my mom's favorite song. But last night when Blue came out, like I was shedding a tear. And I I think something that contributed to that was the fact that the screen was so massive and it was on Beyonce while Blue was performing. And just to see the sheer pride and joy in Beyonce's face, watching her daughter, like the, the the word that I can describe is just nachas. She just had fucking nachas for for her daughter. Did she not? I actually only can hope that Beyonce knows what nachas means to be able to 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 understand what she herself is feeling. I mean, but that's also the thing is like you know Beyonce and her team make this decision that Blue is going to come out and do this dance. You don't know how that's going to be received by the audience. Yes, there's always the understanding that they most likely will be so excited to get that. But for it to become the cultural phenomenon that it has now become is something that I don't even think that she could have predicted. And also on top of that, to watch her grow her confidence every single show, to really come out and understand what she is doing, the way that people are reacting to her, how good she is, how talented she is, the stage presence she has, like to both be in the audience for that, I almost felt like a parent. And then to watch Beyonce, I cannot even imagine a feeling better than that. Because it's like, you know, when they say like you're on that stage and the entire stadium is cheering for you, like you can't even understand what that's like. I will never on my best day understand what it is like to have an audience cheer for me. But there are very few people, if any, in the entire world that could understand what it is like to have the entire audience then go fucking nuts for your child up there with you. For your child. I know. I know. Oh my God. It was so emotional. It really, and you know, I had, of course, as I'm sure many of you had seen TikToks and videos from previous concerts and she's always been incredible, but you know, it takes a minute to kind of get comfortable with this. Of course, it's a stadium tour. She's 11 years old and you could really see just like you said, the confidence. She's really, I think, feeling like I got this and and making it her own. And it was it was so special. I I'm trying to think like if I'm listening to this, am I annoyed because you're trying to paint a picture for something that I mean some, some people experienced, but other people didn't? Or is it exciting to hear people talk about something that they're so excited by? And I think for me, I love hearing people that are so excited talk about the thing they're excited about. I just I I I need to just talk about it to anyone that will listen. The one thing that I hope is that even if you're listening to this and you're like, they are not eloquently getting this point across at all. Like it is almost annoying to have to listen to them try and find the words for how happy they were being there. My only hope is that you listen to the section. And if you are somebody who is debating between purchasing concert tickets or purchasing another item, like if you are able to, you will never regret it. You will never, ever, 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 ever regret seeing your favorite artist, Beyonce or anybody else, like anybody that you fucking love in that same way in concert, in person, it is a indescribable experience. And I actually feel like every single time I go to a concert, I forget what that's like. I forget where it's like, this isn't just like listening to their songs on Spotify. This isn't just like watching a concert on YouTube to be in that atmosphere is absolutely indescribable. And it is something that I genuinely, specifically with Beyonce and specifically with this concert, I think that I will feel that level of gratitude for having been there last night for the the rest of my life. I, I mean, I can speak for myself in saying that I definitely will. And that was what I was saying to you in terms of in the last year or so, I feel like I've had this realization that when it comes to having to prioritize purchases, I, and I wasn't like this always, but I now am definitely in this phase of my life where like, I would so much rather forego a certain material item than an experience like that. Because yes, technically you don't have something tangible to show for it, but that feeling that we have inside of us and just how exhilarating it was. And honestly, I don't know if other people can relate to this, but I feel like you you probably can. I said this to you after Drake, and then it was even taken to another degree after Beyonce. Like, If you're dealing with some shit in your personal life, I'm not talking like serious 
upset. But if you have a situation, let's say with a friend, with a guy, with whatever, and it's really bothering you, sometimes you need something like that, a night with your friends where you were just screaming at the top of your lungs to kind of get yourself out of the heaviness of it. And I can speak for myself in saying it really did the trick of like, I felt myself Saturday, Sunday, feeling a little off. And since then, I feel like I have been flying. And it is such, it is so, that, that itself is worth its weight in gold, you know? And a million times over, I feel the exact same way. I've literally spent the entire week being like, I am, I am so grateful, so unbelievably grateful for ha- being able to have had that experience. And it's like, nothing can penetrate that. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing that could happen that could take away like the like extreme level of gratitude I feel for having had that. Like I just, I am, I am so, so, so beyond grateful. No, I know. And the fact that we got to do it together, that was the best. Honestly, honestly, that was the best part. I'm not even kidding. Like it was unbelievable. And I would have been so happy to be there with anyone. But the fact that we got to be there together with Isabel, like, no, that felt fake. It was like, for me specifically, I literally went into the night. I was like, I have to sit in the middle of the two of you because I have to just experience both of you in this moment. Because with Isabel, it's like me and her went to Beyonce together the last time she was on tour. Like we really had such a deep understanding of each other and the way that we felt about being there. But with you, it was like, I knew how excited you were going to be. And I knew how much it was going to hit you. And to be able to like, I genuinely felt like I was experiencing the world through your eyes last night. And it was just, it was so special. Yeah. (laughs) I can understand that because I was in rare form. Yeah. (laughs) You know what the best part was? She gave us so many little breaks just to sit down for a second. Like I needed that. I don't have her stamina. Well, that was amazing because after you were singing your heart out and like you just need 30 seconds, although under normal circumstances, you would never take 30 seconds because if she's on that stage, you are standing. She just, you know, very kind of elegantly makes her way into a costume change and gives you the most stimulating, specifically if you're tripping, visual experience with this production value that was like, unbelievable, but you could sit and watch it. You don't just stand to watch it. So it gave you like a minute, minute and a half to kind of recoup, get ready. And then when she comes out, you are right there, which I don't know, just the built-in sitting time was not something I anticipated, but I was all for it. You know what else it made it feel like too? Like it almost broke it up into like five concerts within one, you know, and she kind of did that in terms of being her own opening act where she comes out gorgeous, elegant, sings these like couple of powerful ballads and then goes in and like the party really starts but because there was a couple of breaks throughout the (laughs) the course of the concert you kind of had that moment to like sit relax build yourself back up and then boom she came out again and so it was literally like getting five Beyonce concerts in the course of one concert I know. And then every single time she came out, it was just as shocking. Like I felt myself, my entire body kind of go numb, my jaw drop. And the thing is, there are people that like have this experience a lot at a lot of concerts. That is just so not me. It's it's not typically, I don't know the way that I react. And I, I just, I never want to not react like that. It, it, it changed. It really, it really did exactly what I needed it to do. And I, I feel like you said, the gratitude is just flowing through both of us, I know. And I'm so happy and lucky and appreciative that we got to not only experience that, but experience that together because literally there is no one in the world that I would rather be there with. It was the best night of my life. Okay. So one thing about me, I'm going to get my food delivered. It kind of just falls under the general umbrella of convenience, which as we know is a core principle of my life. And I've been a DoorDash user for a while now, as I'm sure many of you are, but I specifically want to talk to you about DashPass because it's kind of really the way you get the most from delivery, which as a side note, if you use code CBC24, you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. But let's zoom in for a second on what DashPass is. Basically, it's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door. So it's helping you save money and time with every DoorDash order. And number one, $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on eligible orders. So it makes it really easy to save on groceries, retail items, restaurants, all of your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. And then this is the thing that really sold me. DashPass pays for itself on average in two orders. So it makes delivery even more worth it. Plus, DashPass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for only $9.99 a month. 
Get more from delivery for less. Sign up for DashPass today only on DoorDash. Use code CBC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Subject to change, terms apply. I don't know about you guys, but I am one of those people where every year on Daylight Savings, having that extra hour of light in the evening just like completely transforms my mood. I feel like I am not me when it gets dark at 4 p.m. And obviously the flip side of that is that first morning after springing forward can be rough. So I want to tell you about something that can make it so much easier, so much more enjoyable. It's called Hatch. And Hatch can help you choose sleep, prioritize healthy habits, and then also make the time change transition seamless and enjoyable. So the Hatch Restore helps you build sleep habits that make your unwind and wake routines simple and enjoyable. So a phone-free bedtime, no matter what time of year it is, which again, is really a habit I'm trying to change this year, and this has very much helped it. And then with the Hatch Plus subscription, you can access the latest routine-building features like Cue to Unwind, which signals you that it's time for bed, and Pillow Talk, which is kind of like your favorite shows or socials without the screen to keep you up. For me, that's like such a wonderful feature because it helps me unwind, but not in a way that feels unnatural. It's kind of like the benefit I get from scrolling my phone without scrolling my phone. And then waking up in the morning is just so much more peaceful. Like I don't think it's good to wake up to that jarring alarm sound. So to have kind of an easy wake up, I've just really enjoyed my morning so much more. Right now, Hatch is offering our listeners $20 off your purchase of the Hatch Restore and free shipping at hatch.co slash CBC. Visit hatch.co slash CBC to get $20 off and free shipping. Hatch.co slash CBC. One thing we knew for sure last week is that we were going to come on here this week and there would be some sort of an update to the Ariana Grande, Ethan Slater situation. And there certainly was. So let's go back to the 26th for a second. This is when TMZ reports that Ethan had filed for divorce from his wife. It says the move isn't necessarily surprising. TMZ broke the story. Ariana and Ethan have been together for several months now. Sources told us both were single when they started dating after meeting on the set of Wicked. However, sources close to Lily, his wife, told us she was heartbroken to hear about Ethan's new relationship and feels he abandoned his brand new family. As for Ethan and Ariana's side of Lily's claims, a source close to the two told us, quote, it's understandable that emotions are high and it's hard seeing your ex move on, but Ari and Ethan are just trying to lay low and be respectful of their exes as they pursue this new relationship. So then the day after, there's a People exclusive. Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater are full on dating after being, quote, sweet with each other on set. An insider told People that it was clear from the start that the two were forming a close connection. Quote, it was obvious on the set from early on, they were very sweet to each other and often seen laughing together. Everyone just thought they were both happily married, though, and didn't expect them to end up dating. The source says the two co-stars are, quote, full-on dating, and Grande, quote, really likes Slater. Okay, that same day, there's a Page Six exclusive. Ariana Grande gets blasted by Ethan Slater's estranged wife. Says, Lily J says her family is, quote, collateral damage as news broke of her estranged husband, Ethan Slater's budding romance with Wicked co-star Ariana Grande. Lily J exclusively tells Page Six, quote, Ariana's the story, really, not a girl's girl. My family is just collateral damage. However, sources tell Page Six that Jay has been, quote, calling every news outlet to get the story out while acting differently towards Slater behind the scenes. A source says, quote, she's telling Ethan and others that she only cares about protecting their child. She's rightfully upset because her marriage fell apart, but Ariana and Ethan didn't do anything wrong. The insider reports that Slater had been separated from Jay for two months before romance and grande, quote, Ethan is trying to take the high road and hopes he can resolve the situation for the sake of their child. Then, two days later, from TMZ, Ariana Grande giving boyfriend Ethan space to work things out with a strange wife. And it says, Ariana Grande hasn't seen her boyfriend Ethan Slater in person for a while because he's preoccupied with his estranged wife and their divorce, and she's giving him space to work things out. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ, Ariana and her wicked co-star haven't been in the same city for several weeks. Ethan's currently in New York, trying to navigate the end of his marriage with a strange wife, Lily J. Our sources say Ariana's coming to LA this weekend. We're told she and Ethan want to see each other, but that's not in the cards for the immediate future. I mean, one thing you were certainly right about is that the first person we'd hear from was going to be his ex-wife, assuming this was true. And that was the first person we heard from. If I was ever described as not a girl's girl, that would devastate me. No, I know. That is a dagger. I mean, Here's the thing. Obviously, if I'm Lily J, I'm his wife, I'm feeling the exact way that she's feeling. Of course, this entire situation is devastating, and not for one second am I taking that away from her. I do just think an important awareness to kind of keep is like, assuming this is all true, and the way that it's being reported really is accurate, it takes two to tango here. Like, he is just as in the wrong as Ariana, if not more in the wrong, because he's the one that has the 
responsibility of loyalty to his wife, obviously from what we've heard, you know, again, assuming this is all accurate and this really was cheating and it happened prior to the separation. Like, yes, Ariana knew their situation. And according to previous reports, she had actually become friendly with Lily because of the time that they would spend together on set when she and the baby were visiting him. So there's another layer here that if true, definitely contributes to just how chaotic and upsetting this whole thing is. But like, I do not want to engage in a conversation where all of the blame is on Ariana when if this is true, he's just as guilty, if not more. Oh, totally. It's such an important, it's such an important point. I just, the way that I feel is like, I came on here last week and I was like, I am exercising my right to not have to believe everything that we see online. Like I am exercising my right to live in just complete ignorance and ignore any amount of the story that could be true. And I just find it deeply upsetting that as the week has gone on, everybody's making it really fucking impossible to do that. Because it's happening. That is the thing. I know it feels stranger than fiction, but it is absolutely happening. Listen, the details about the exact timeline are certainly a little bit murky and no one really knows for sure. But at the very least, I think the the very least it's fair to say something's not entirely kosher here. Because by the way, when they're saying Ariana and Ethan haven't seen each other in a while, you know, she's giving him space. What's a while? Uh, If if they're going to cite that his separation happened in May. It's July. Like, what do you mean? That it means that they've only been dating for what, two months? How have you not seen each other in a while? Like, the whole thing is it's confusing. I don't even know how to talk about this. Like, I just, listen, like, co-star affairs have happened before. This is not the craziest, like, can't believe this is the first time in history that somebody has slept with their, co- like, of course not. We have come on here on this podcast alone and discussed that a bunch of times, let alone in the history of, of pop culture and movies being made. It's just, of course, this one <laughs> feels a little crazy. And also, I think something with Ariana is that people are definitely going through her dating history now and definitely noticing a certain pattern. And so I just think all of it contributes to just like the inability to talk about the story in any sort of a, I guess, understanding way. Yeah, I mean, there's there's certainly some questions that need to be answered. I think that what will be very interesting is if and when a statement is given, because right now there hasn't been a direct statement. It's been, you know, sources with insider knowledge and there are some very specific quotes being given that really try to paint a narrative that is clearly coming from their side. But I, I do just wonder what it looks like if there is ever a public statement that will be made. Or a public relationship. Like, uh, this doesn't even necessarily have to be one where, like, you know, Ariana's rep comes out and makes a statement on the relationship or his rep comes out and makes a statement on the relationship or they post something on Instagram story. Like, it most likely won't go down like that. If this is the relationship that it's being reported that it is, we're just going to see them be in a relationship, which like, I don't know. This To me, this isn't one that seems like it can make it out of the bubble. Like, to me, it seems like the divorce being, you know, put into motion and the world finding out about this and leaving the set of Wicked and going back to New York or LA, wherever this is is taking place. It just seems like now that everybody's involved and the world is aware that the bubble gets burst and it's just not a relationship that continues. And maybe it's one where you fight to make it work and you fight to make it work for as long as you can, just so that like, like you said last week, like this was all kind of for something. It just doesn't strike me as anything that's ever going to be fully worth it. And I guess as an outsider, it's impossible for me to like define what worth it is. I just, I just, I can't see it progressing in that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think also, and again, it's like as an outsider, who the fuck are any of us to comment, but let's just say that even if we want to go off of their timelines, which is that nothing happened until, you know, Ariana and Dalton were separated, headed for divorce and Ethan and his wife, Lily were separated. Even if that is the case, we're still talking like between a two and six month window from when they would have both been with their previous partners. Meaning like no matter who the people involved are, there's something to be said for just allowing at least a little bit of time in between a next serious relationship. Because I think we all, you know, owe that to ourselves. There's a certain amount of re-falling in love with yourself, just reacclimating to single life that, you know, you have to wonder, is that at all a driving force in this? Like is 
an inability or an unwillingness to be alone playing a role. And I'm not saying that it is, but it's just something to, something to think about. It's a lot of somethings to think about here. Okay, so imagine these softest sheets you've ever felt, and now imagine them getting even softer with every wash. Told you guys about this company before, but I'm going to tell you again, and I'm honestly not going to stop telling you because they are the best sheets on the market. In a recent customer survey, 96% said that Bowlin brand sheets get softer with every wash, which I didn't take that survey, but if I did, I would have been in the 96% because I am telling you, it's like you've tried them at first and you can't believe that they could get softer and then they just continually do. A lot of things I like about this company. First of all, they're made with the rarest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. Second of all, they're buttery soft, but also breathable. So they kind of work in any season. They have over 11,000 reviews, 30 night worry-free guarantee. So you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. Their signature sheets come in 13 versatile colors in all sizes. So from twin up to California King, I have them in the color stone. I have the color mineral. I have a waffle blanket. Like I got a lot of things from this company and everything is just quality. I so badly need you to try them so that you can understand what I mean. I'm telling you, I've gotten these as gifts for so many people and everyone I know is hooked. Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code CBC at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code is CBC. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, so now for a sentence I just never thought that I would be saying. Travis Scott drops his new album, Utopia, and in one of his songs, Meltdown with Drake, he has a line where he seemingly is shading Timothy Chalamet. The lines, chocolate AP and chocolate the V has got the Willy Wonka factory, burn an athlete like it's calories, finds another flame, hot as me, bitch. As we know, Timothy Chalamet is playing Willy Wonka in a prequel movie that's being released December 2023. And that is just... Not something I had on my bingo card. Travis Scott shading Timothy Chalamet for being with Kylie Jenner via a lyric in a rap song with Drake. The way I feel about that is like, first of all, like what a crossover. Like everybody's coming together. Like Travis Scott, Kylie Jenner, <laughs> Timothy, what are you guys all doing here? But also like just logistically from like the standpoint of, of Travis Scott, like you could never catch me referencing my ex's new boyfriend in a song referencing a movie that hasn't come out yet. It's like, oh, you're paying that close of attention to their career <laughs> that you're referencing something that like hasn't even, first of all, this song was put on an album that just came out. So like more likely than not, like more likely than not, this lyric was written and recorded before the trailer even came out. Like that's a little embarrassing. No. <laughs> so you're a fan. You're saying, <laughs> yeah. Like, so like you're obviously going to be opening night at Willy Wonka. <laughs> Not Travis Scott at the AMC. We do know he's a Nicole Kidman fan, though. Remember remember when he was tweeting during The Undoing? Oh, my God. Yes. I actually completely forgot about that until you just said it. But yes. I mean, listen, is there a world that he was just saying Willy Wonka and nothing to do with Timothy? I guess. But like... No way. Yeah, no, there's just there's just no way. There's just no way. It just just feels like something that had to be mentioned because as we continue to process the Kylie Timothy news, even though we have gotten very minimal actually photographic evidence of it, other than as we know, you know, the paparazzi photos from the backyard, the taco date in the Lincoln Navigator, we still of course think about this a decent amount. So then for Travis Scott to enter the equation with the line that at least gives us some sort of tangible proof that something's going on just felt like it was the bone that we needed to be thrown with this whole thing. But moving on. How the fuck did you remember they were in a Lincoln Navigator? I, I think I remember that. I could be wrong. It could have been a Tahoe, but I think it was a Lincoln Navigator. We can check. We can a memory on this girl. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So in not news, but just like also something I quickly need to talk about, as I'm sure you guys are aware, Harry Styles' Love on Tour tour has finally concluded running from September 2021 to this July. And so he is now on vacation, 
live in life. And he was recently spotted in Italy. These paparazzi photos were, holy fuck, he looked so hot. We will obviously put the link in the description. But the story here is that he revealed a tattoo that said Olivia on his thigh, which I don't think we as the public knew he had. I mean, I I know that a lot of the times we would treat a tattoo being shown of somebody's ex as like not that big of a deal. It's like, oh, they got it throughout the course of their relationship and that makes sense. They were together for a while and now we're just seeing it for the first time. However, to me, I just saw that and I was like, oh, this is like, this is a story. Because you know what? One of the things that we always said throughout the course of their relationship was like, it always felt like it had an expiration date and it always felt like there was that understanding between the two of them, even though it was a very serious relationship and it went on for a couple of years there, it always just felt like there was an end date there. And so for him to have a tattoo of her name kind of points in the direction of like, he didn't necessarily think that there was an end date there. And so I felt like our understanding of the relationship all of a sudden became very different than his, which I was unaware of. Okay, yes, but I do think a counter argument to that is, you know how Amanda from Not Skinny But Not That always says like tattoo people will get anything? I think there could be a little bit of that, meaning if you're Harry Styles, someone who has a bunch of tattoos, potentially getting a, a love interest name tattooed, I'm not saying it's not a big deal, but it maybe doesn't carry that same permanence that it would to somebody who doesn't have tattoos like that. And again, not to say in the moment it, it wasn't this very real expression of love and something that he obviously deeply felt, but I also don't think it's like you and I getting a tattoo. Like you and I to get a tattoo of a guy's name. I mean, there's, there's no circumstance that that would ever happen. So I'll do it for Drake. (laughs) Don't talk to me about Drake. I'm trying to get through this. Like, you know, it's, it's just, I'm just saying there's something to be said for that. It's not like Travis Barker getting a tattoo, but it's also not like you or I there's, there's a spectrum, right? Like, yes. It's not like he has no tattoos and here's one that came up, but he's not covered. It's not like Pete, like you said, it's not like Travis getting a tattoo. Like he's got, there's something to be said for getting a tattoo where yes, even if we notice it because we're like a bunch of eagle-eyed fans zoning in on that. Like for example, when Pete got the one for Kim, it was like, oh wow, holy shit. But like, if you're just looking at him, like it's going to take you a little while to realize one tattoo sticking out amongst the rest of them. Like, Harry Styles, yes, he has a decent amount of them, but like they all stick out. You know what I mean? He doesn't have so many that it just blends in with the rest of them. You know what I was thinking about though? Like for the last, I guess I can't say exactly how long it's been because he has been on tour since September 2021 and it could have been any time in that period while he was with Olivia. But like he's been on tour this whole time, right? Knowing that everyone in the audience is so zoned in on her when she's there and everything about their relationship is such a story. And if I'm him, I'm thinking like, these motherfuckers don't even know what I got under these pants. Like I got some shit that they would lose their minds over. I got to tell you, like we saw a Harry Styles concert and every single person in that audience, like spends a lot of time thinking about what's under Harry Styles pants and the Olivia tattoo would be like the biggest disappointment to that. I know, I know. Yeah, it does. It does feel like something worth mentioning. I just, I, I it would feel weird to do this episode and not just say that. Oh, again, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I just also just the photos. I mean, ah, oh. no, that one, that one, that one. I know you know which one. We'll put the link in the description in case you don't know. Because if you don't know, you need to know. And if you do know, then you fucking know. That picture changed me. Yeah, no, it's it's like it. You know what? <laughs> Let's just get through this because it's a lot to talk about Drake and Harry in one episode for me, especially given the fact that the energy from Drake is still very much maintained. I know. We all get bogged down with the mundane tasks of life, especially this time of year. But isn't it time you take a break from your normal, boring routine? Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch life go by. Get in the game with the bold tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. You can be having a blast anywhere. Having a blast at work, having a blast in traffic, having a blast while you file your taxes. No, really, we mean it when we say anywhere. With Baja Blast now in stores everywhere, you can be having a blast whenever and wherever you are all year long. So what are you waiting for? Pick up an ice cold Baja Blast today at a store near you. And for a limited time with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. This swag is available for a limited time only, so don't wait. Grab a Baja Blast and start having a blast right away. 
No purchase necessary, open to U.S. residents 18 or older, subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com. Ends June 15, 2024, void where prohibited. I came to the realization recently that I was just like desperately in need of a closet clean out because you know when you're getting ready and you just can't find anything, you have so many things that you don't even wear that you can't find the stuff that you do wear and it's just like a chaotic and unenjoyable process. That was me. I'm still, to be honest with you, in the process of cleaning out, but one of the biggest game changers for me in this process has been finding just like high quality essentials that I can mix and match with anything so that I can have less things, but the things that I have, I can wear with a lot. And I've told you guys about them before, but I think that Quince is one of the best at this in terms of just finding the high quality, affordable pieces. And they have a lot of really great sweaters. I love their Mongolian cashmere oversized boyfriend cardigans. I just find them to be so comfortable. I have them in a bunch of colors. They also have washable silk tops, which are amazing, like really easy, comfortable, high quality throw-ons that you can wear for so many different occasions. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So the way that it works is by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes that savings onto us, which is kind of like best case scenario for all involved. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. I have to imagine what I'm about to say is at least on some level relatable because when you have such an intense celebrity crush, I know that these are like hypothetical conversations you're having with your friends, which is, you know, the idea of just potentially getting with them one day. And we walk out of that concert and Julie grabs my hand and she looks at me and she goes, honestly, I really was thinking about it. I think it would deeply alter the trajectory of our friendship if you were to hook up with him. And I was like, I was thinking the same fucking thing. It's like so badly, I would want to be able to be so happy for you. And I think it would be one of the only times where like, uh, I don't even know if jealousy is the right word. It would be like my whole body would go numb. I think that would take over. I don't think truly, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Like, I don't think there is anything that I approach in our friendship from like a place of any sort of like selfishness. If I was given like a one time only use this card and be selfish, I would, I would use it to block you from hooking up with Drake. Like I, I couldn't be selfless in a way where I could be happy for you. And I feel terrible about that. Like I'm not proud of that fact. I just know it to be true. Well, that's what we were sitting at the diner after having this exact conversation. I was like, okay, but here's the thing. And obviously this is like the most hypothetical thing ever, but I, I just feel like everybody does this with their friends or <laughs> if you don't need to try it, it's fun. But I said to Julie, like if hypothetically it was one of us, don't you think there would be this overwhelming feeling of just happiness for the other that like, if it happened to one person, it was one of the two of us. Like, how fucking cool is that? Don't you think that that would eventually take over from the feeling of jealousy? And Julie was like, I want to say that it would, but I just, I know that it wouldn't. And I went back and forth on it for myself. And where I ultimately ended up is that as much as it would pain me, I'd rather it be you than it be neither of us. And where you ended up is that you'd rather it be neither of us than it be me, which is either one is fair, but we really talked this through. I mean, we got to, we got to the nitty gritty. When you say it like that, I sound like an asshole. Do you think that's the case? Not, no, not at all. I think a lot of people would feel the same way. I, by the way, I went back and forth on it. It wasn't an immediate, I would be happy for you. I have to tell you, it's the only person. Exactly. The only other person I could say, which would never happen because of Haley is is Bieber. Right, but that doesn't even count. Like only talking about single male celebrities. That's the, there is not one other, I don't give a shit. It could be anyone from Jason Momoa, Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, like, I will go as far as to say Jake Gyllenhaal, Chris Evans, like any of those a hundred percent. I'm saying, Julie, if hypothetically you had the chance, you go for it. Drake for some, after seeing him, it, it became personal. Yeah, it was personal. It, it was, was personal. personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> was that weird? No, I don't care. Like It's honest. I guess he's never going to hear this. Well, I actually feel <laughs> oh, you think he is. Cause if oh, he is, God. we're cutting it out. No, no, no. The delusion is really coming out. Can I tell you what I was going to say? I'm scared. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, obviously there is no world in which he's hearing this. However, in the hypothetical event that he happened to, 
I think one thing about Drake is that he loves to create a little bit of chaos. So I actually think it could help our chances knowing that he would be causing a little, we are, we are the most like unfrictionable friendship. Like we have never once had even, even something that remotely mimicked a fight. Like, I don't even know what a fight with you would look like. We just do not fight. There's never an issue. We are together 24 seven. We are fucking obsessed with each other. Like that is just it. But I think if I'm Drake, I'm like, you know what? Let me cause a little commotion. And I'll play into that. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. You want to cause a little chaos? Bring it right the fuck here. Yeah. <sighs> I can't oh again. God. I know. Anyway, just a couple of other things to mention. Bad Bunny and Kendall going strong, seen at Sushi Park, the same sushi park that Kylie Jenner and Jordan Woods had their now viral reunion a few weeks ago at. And Kim continues to be on her Soccer Mom World Tour. And all is well in the Kardashian world. Kim and Neymar are not looking too bad together. No, not looking too bad together at all. I would take her with Neymar over her with many other people, specifically over Brady. Oh my God, I wonder what's happening with Brady and Irina. We haven't, we didn't get a check-in since last week. Yeah, I would, I would love another paparazzi photo. It feels, we feel due for that. I love more than anything a big celebrity story. And not that Tom Brady and Irina necessarily are that big, but I love more than anything a big celebrity story where every single week there's something to to check in with. Well, that's our favorite. We are absolute sluts for just like a continuing plot. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And for you, Drake, if you happen to be listening. (laughs) Okay. Well, is there anything else that you would like to mention? I think that's it. I think so too. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us do this. And we'll be back later this week for Bravo and Kardashians. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.